What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam, bringing you guys a NFL award show prediction show. So basically, February 8th, the NFL is going to announce the winners of you know the big awards of the season, uh, MVP, Comeback Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all, all the good stuff. And and it's, it's funny because not always the guy that you think is going to win ends up winning the award. I mean, Mahomes winning is the favorite, and he didn't even make the top five list for MVP. And then, and then you've got an award man like Offensive Player of the Year where McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill both had an absolute tear of a season. Um, and, and, and you know, rightfully so, probably can both argue that they think they should win that award. I think of an award, Adam, like Offensive Rookie of the Year where C.J. Stroud is in it, but then you got a guy like Puka Nakua, man, who any other year is the clear-cut favorite to win that award. Uh, it just so happened to be that C.J. Stroud had one of the best rookie seasons as a quarterback, man. So it, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to give you guys our predictions. So – we're not saying that we're going to be right, but but you know this is this is the cheap seats Dalton and Adams edition. Uh, if we had the award show and and you know we had us a building and and we had our own awards, this is who we would give the awards to from us. So we're just going to start out right away with the non-player award, uh, coach of the year. So five five coaches made the final list because each category they they narrowed it down to five, and then they have an award show. So those coaches are Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryan's, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. In my opinion, I think that it's only between two two coaches, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, so in my opinion, it comes down to D'Amico Ryans and it comes down to Stefanski, right? And the reason being is Stefanski overcame a ton, lost Nick Chubb week two, went through three or four starting quarterbacks, including one on being a rookie DTR. You know, nothing went right with this team, and they still managed to go 11-6. and six. But with that being said, the award should go to D'Amico Ryans. For numerous reasons. One, this team was not supposed to be good, and I'll continue to reiterate this. I mean, Dalton thought there was a chance they'd be good. Nobody else thought they would be good. Again, we keep our receipts, right? Two, you have a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. You have a running back, Devin Singletary, who was dog shit in Buffalo. Everywhere, everywhere, you know, yeah, yeah. Dalton Schultz was let go from the Cowboys. You know, Nico Collins was your number one receiver. You had Tank Dell. You had the defense that was nowhere near ready. You know, and you still go 10 and 7. You you upset the Browns in the first round. And again, that's something else I, I predicted. Again, keeping my receipts. But the two guys I think it should win it matched up in the wild card round of the playoffs. And D'Amico Ryan's outcoached Stefanski. So I think Stefanski is the clear cut. Well, not Stefanski. D'Amico Ryan's is the clear cut coach of the year. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm a Browns fan, but I would give it to D'Amico Ryan's too. You know, I think Stefanski had a heck of a season. Jim Schwartz on the defensive side of the ball is a big reason for that, in my personal opinion. Well, I feel like D'Amico Ryan is the reason uh, the Texans had the season that they had, man. Um, just what he brings, man, and the energy he brings. He was good in San Francisco. They, you can tell they miss him this year on the defensive side of the football. In my in my opinion, it's kind of obvious. So I agree with you here. Like I said, I am a uh, I am a Browns fan, but D'Amico Ryan should win Coach of the Year. Uh, he he earned it, man. So going going to player awards. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with the rookie. So we'll go on the offensive side of the ball. It's down to Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, both from the Detroit Lions. It's, that's tough. Uh, Bijan Robinson, who ain't got no chance, but should he should have won this award. We'll say I will say that. Um, and then, and then the two guys that it's down down to uh, Puka Nakua and C.J. Stroud. So uh, I think I think from from my perspective, I, I said it to open the show. Puka wins any other year, but this year he doesn't win because C.J. Stroud is going to win this award. C.J. Stroud was in the MVP race at one point in the season, man. And C.J. Stroud literally had one of the best rookie seasons as a quarterback ever. And, and, and listen, Puka, Puka had 
he has the most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. That, that's it's great. It, it it is what it is. But I don't think we can take away from the what CJ Stroud done for a team that is absolutely terrible before he got there. Yeah, and there's a guy that's not in the running for this that I just want to give a honor, like an honorable mention to. That's Kieran Williams. Oh, for sure. Right, that team was three and six. Kieran came back from injury, and the and and the Rams took off, and he's the he's the main reason for that. Um, I think he would be in consideration with Stroud and Nakua if he had missed so many games. But also another shout out is Sam Laporta, right? Yeah. You you mentioned he is one of the five finalists. He's not going to win this, but Laporta has it in my opinion made himself the second best tight end in football behind Travis Kelsey. Yeah, LaPorta's right. Fine. Like I'd rather have him over Hawkins and Kittle, Andrews. You know, I'd rather have him over every one of them. He what a great season. What a great season for Sam Laporta. Then you you know you touched on Nakua. When Cooper Cup came back, people thought Nakua was going to kind of fall off. Cup was going to go back into his, you know, what he did the last few seasons. And Nakua stood firm as the number one receiver on this team. And he showed that he was unguardable, which I think caught a lot of us by surprise. I me and Dalton keep our receipts. You're gonna hear me say a lot. We keep our receipts. That is not one thing that we called right there. Nobody going into the season, not Nakua, was going to be the best rookie receiver out of this class. No, no, I mean, no, that's why he went so late, man. Nobody's seen it coming. Nobody. Yeah. And then we get down to the actual rookie of the year, and it's gonna be CJ Stroud, because like I said, Stroud, or like like I've said in the past, CJ Stroud, there is no lights too bright for the guy. He is super talented. He has a defensive head coach, which most of the time you don't see that happen too often with rookie quarterbacks. Most of the time you bring in the offensive coach for him. So he come in, learn the system, even though a lot of people thought that he was kind of, you know, a little bit more on the dumb side after that cognitive test last year. He picked up on his playbook. He made Nico Collins look like a top five receiver in football. Dalton Saltz was fantastic. Like everything Stroud did was perfect, was perfect. I, I can't look back at and say – Wow, that was Stroud's, you know, welcome to the league moment because he he literally played well, consistent all season. And it might be a while, before, you know, we're gonna hype up Caleb Williams and Drake May, you know, this off season. But it might be a while before we see a rookie quarterback come in and do what CJ Stroud just did. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I think I said it the other day, but I said something like every team, like the Bears, the Patriots, the Commanders, wish they could have just drafted CJ Stroud because that, that he he is literally a franchise quarterback, man. You could probably make the case that he's right there at five, six, and in, in top five or six quarterback in the league after one season. Like I said, shout out Puka and all, and all the other guys you mentioned. But this and is also real quick. How disappointing is it that Bryce Young's not in the final for this, and he was number one pick, and the guy that the Panthers took uh, that they that they passed on is probably going to win this. That's kind of disappointing if you're a Panthers fan. Oh, absolutely, and that is the epitome of the. Uh, Carolina Panthers organization. It's just it, it's just bad, man. So I'd go to the defensive side of the ball, defensive rookie of the year. We got Devon Witherspoon, Kirby Turner, Joey Porter Jr., Will Anderson, and Jalen Carter. Uh just just kind of who who do you think is going to take home this award? So real quick, another guy that we didn't mention, you know, that's not a finalist, and he would he would have been if he didn't get hurt, Brian Branch. He was fantastic for the Lions. Christian Gonzalez got hurt early into the year. He he was looking like the best secondary, you know, the best rookie in the secondary out of all football this year, yeah. right? So I just want to give them two guys their shout-out. Will Anderson really came along. You know, Devon Willer, uh, Witherspoon was fantastic. He, he, he actually fits in. And when we did our redraft, we actually both had Witherspoon staying at five. 
Yeah. Right, like we had him going over people, you know, like uh, like the other defensive rookies because he fits what they do so well, and he stepped in that role perfect and just looked like he'd been like he belonged there. So, but with that being said, Will Anderson was fantastic for the Texans. You know, he he was exactly what you wanted out of that rookie pass rusher, but nobody exceeded expectations more than Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter went in knowing, and well, everybody went in knowing he was the best defensive player in his draft. He slipped because of the stuff that happened last January you know, while he was at college. So he slipped in the draft. Dude might be second or third best defensive tackle in all of football. Already. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, like the way he was, he just wrecked so much havoc up the middle for the Eagles. And really he kind of like things kind of fell off there at the end with Jalen. But when you look at what that, when that Eagles defense was actually looking really good, Jalen Carter was the, was the sole reason for that coming up the middle style. You know, he, he made some crazy plays. He, he even attempted to make some crazy plays, like diving between the center's leg, trying to intercept the, uh, the like, spike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything about Jalen Carter was perfect this year. He was fantastic. He fits He fits along what the Eagles do. And it, I think the rest of the league is upset at themselves for letting Jalen Carter slip to the Eagles in the last year's draft. Well, yeah, and that's why you remember when we, when we did our redraft, I said the Texans take Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is going to be the best D tackle in football. Yeah, and probably – like. And it's going to be soon, too. Like, he's going to be the best in the league in the next two seasons, man. He's just really good. So, like I said, shout out, though, man, because I, I Devon Witherspoon had a hell of a year um, as a defensive back in Seattle, man. And and so I just want to give him a little flowers because he definitely earned it. So, staying on, staying on the defensive side of the ball, we got defensive player of the year. And we've got a lot of a lot of guys on the front, one guy in the back, Deron Bland from the Cowboys. He's the only uh, secondary guy. The rest of them is uh, T.J. Watt. Michael Parsons, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett. That those four names are are four of the best names you can name uh, in in on the on the front side of the, of the football and the defensive side. You know, a guy like you know Nick Bosa is missing, but other than that, you don't really get down linemen that are better than T.J. Watt, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett, or Max Crosby. Uh, Max Crosby's not going to win this award, but I definitely think um, it's good to see a guy like him get some love on this because. You know, the Raiders had an up-and-down season. Uh, at one point in the season, I don't you know, nobody was picking them to even win a single game. And and Max Crosby just kept the locker room relevant, kept the defense relevant, kept his name relevant. So, shout-out to Max Crosby. He definitely deserves some love to be on this list. But I don't think he's winning this award. Uh, who do you have winning? Yeah, so there's a few guys in here that, you know, Miles Garrett had a great season. You know, Miles Garrett, he, uh, for a while, led the league in sacks. And he he really fell off towards the end of the year. He went like I think he had like a four or five week span without a sack. Um, he did, he didn't do too much in that that playoff game. So I think going into like week twelve, he was been the favorite to win it. Micah Parsons was okay this year. He he wasn't as great as what we thought he was going to be either, which is saying a lot because he still had a good season. But the winner to me should be T.J. Watt. And watch with the Steelers when he's on the field versus when he's not. That defense is completely different. Completely different. Watt and Mike Tomlin are the sole reasons that this team was good this year. These like the only reasons. Like they're the only reasons this team went ten and seven. I think if you you know if you take Tomlin away from that team, this team's five and twelve. I think if you take TJ Watt off this team, you're looking at a seven and ten team, right? Both of them are super important to this team. Uh, TJ Watt led the league in sacks with nineteen. Dude's just good, and I I feel like we disrespect them early in the season when we did our defense, like our top ten players in the league. Mm-hmm. And I know I know I didn't. I don't remember if you had T.J. Watt in the top ten, but I know we both had Micah Parsons up there. And yeah. T.J. Watt, and I, you know, I will apologize. I will take that back. I was wrong. T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in football at this moment. He is for sure. Uh-huh. So I think I think the player of the year, defense player of the year, should be T.J. Watt. 
Yeah, so once again, I'm a Browns fan. I'd love to take Miles Garrett. In week 13, I would have told you it was Miles Garrett because it was Miles Garrett. But it's T.J. Watt. Led the league in sacks again. You know, most sacks in, in Pittsburgh Steelers history. The, the dude is just good at what he does. He's the best pass rusher in football. It, it's not close. I mean, T.J. Watt is is literally that guy. He deserves it, man, because he lost one a few years back when Aaron Donald won. Not saying Aaron Donald shouldn't have won, but T.J. Watt, damn, 22 and a half sacks and did not win. So, Give it to him this year, man. Like, don't don't disrespect him again, man, because he he definitely definitely deserves one. So going to the offensive side of the ball, you've got Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, then you got uh, Ceedee Lamb who got some love. He had a hell of a year, hell of a year. Um, and then the two guys it's between Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey, man. So personally, I think McCaffrey's going to win this award. I think McCaffrey should win this award. Tyreek had a good season. The thing about McCaffrey is we. So I don't know if you've seen this or not. But from week one to week 17, he led the league in rushing every week. So what some people think is, well, he didn't have the most rushing yards that week. Well, no. But at the end of week one, he was the rushing yards leader. At the end of week two, he was rushing all the way through the entire season. Now, you can say, well, yeah, the same goes for a wide receiver. Well, the thing about it is, is a wide receiver can go off for 220 yards in a game on four catches because you have an 80-yard bomb that blown covers. For a running back to do that is insane, man. It's hard. We, we talk about – all the time, while running backs are good for two years, three years, max. So so what McCaffrey done, man, scoring over 20 touchdowns, what he does out of the backfield as a receiver as well, man, it's just it's just unprecedented. So shout out Tyreek Hill, you had a good year, but I just think this is McCaffrey's award. Um, and, and, and you know, the MVP might be his award too, man. It's, it's, he had a hell of a year. Yeah, man, when you look into what Chris McCaffrey does, and I've been on this train, I've, I'm sure I'll touch on this again later in, you know, in the show. But I've been on this McCaffrey train, you know, being the best offensive player in football this year. Not just, you know, not just the best running back, not the best skill position player. I've said he's the best offensive player this season. And when you look at what he did just running the ball, right, just I'm not even counting in all the catches and receiving touchdowns, just running the ball. He led the league by almost 300 rushing yards. He had 14 touchdowns, was the second in the league behind Raheem Mostert, who basically specializes in this. After all the carries, he had 272 carries, only had two fumbles. Okay, and he averaged 91 yards a game. There was only one guy that averaged more, and that guy missed five games, six games. That was Karen Williams. And let's not mention McCaffrey also missed a game. He only played in 16 games, you know, so he did all this stuff while missing a game, being the best player on the best team, at least in the NFC. Christian McCaffrey's the most explosive. He's the most important player out of any player on any team this year. When you take McCaffrey off this 49ers team, they're not the same. Right, and I know you're going to argue, and you're going to say, "Well, Brock Purdy had to say, the defense had to say." Without Chris McCaffrey, this team, in my opinion, doesn't even make the playoffs. I think because the NFC has so many good teams this year. If you take McCaffrey off this 49ers team, I don't think they make the playoffs, and they're damn sure not making the Super Bowl. So this award, like this award, should go to McCaffrey. I know Tyreek Hill's great. Don't get me wrong. I know Tyreek Hill's great, but let's be honest. If you take Tyreek Hill off that team, they make it no further than what they just did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they, no, <laughs> like he's super important to his team, but, but without McCaffrey, he's literally the difference between this team being a Super Bowl contender and then not even being in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt, man. And that and the thing is, is I, I obviously I said McCaffrey's offensive player of the year, but you you mentioned during the offensive rookie of the year, damn Panthers, and I want to say it again because damn, you could have C.J. Stroud and Christian McCaffrey. But instead, you got Chubba Hubbard and Bryce Young. I mean, that's like that's like. I mean, I don't even know how else to explain it. I mean, that's like great value versus Gucci, bro. Like that is like 
as bad of a like damn Carolina, you suck, man. So it's it's true. And the thing is, the Niners got McCaffrey without giving up a first round pick. Like shout out to the GM, John Lynch, you hit a lick. And I mean, it's just mind blowing, man. It's literally mind blowing. Because, you know, the thing is, I feel like we are literally watching the presence of one of the greatest running backs of all time. If he can stay healthy for five more seasons, Christian McCaffrey will be a top five running back of all time. It, it, the talent's there, man. It's You know what's funny? A lot of people don't even realize when he was in Carolina, he had a season where he had a 1,000 receiving yards and a 1,000 rushing yards as a running back. Like, that's unheard of, man. So, like I said, we're watching literally a, a all-time great running back, as long as he can stay healthy, because injuries have been a part of his career. Luckily, last two seasons, he's had a little bit of luck. Hopefully that luck keeps rolling, man, because he's just literally so good. So we got two awards left. We'll save the, the big one for last. Uh, and, and the reason I saved this one second to last is because everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion on who wins this award. Don't know who Adam's going to go with. Maybe some controversy here. I don't know. It's comeback player of the year. So DeMar Hamlin is the you know foregone conclusion, or, or it's who I was talking about. Um, and then the rest of the guys are Matthew Stafford coming back from injury, Joe Flacco coming back from the couch, Baker Mayfield coming back from the Carolina Panthers, and Tua Tagovailoa, who's just ass and he's not winning the award. So sorry if you're a Dolphins fan. You probably hate me, but guess what? You've hated me all year. I really don't care. So uh, I, I guess the first question is, and I just want – I want to yes or no before I ask the second question because I might not ask the second question if you say yes. Do you think DeMar Hamlin should win this award, yes or no? Hell no. <laughs> So my second question is, who's your comeback player of the year? Real quick, let me preface why he's right. Yeah, and for sure. I want you to elaborate, for sure. Dude is terrible at football. Listen, if he didn't almost die last year, bro would have been cut. And I've said this before, bro would have been cut in last year's, um, you know, like the offseason. He would have he been gone because he sucks at football. Right? You don't believe me? Just go watch the fake punt from two weeks ago. But let me go to the guy that I think will win and or that should win. And it's Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know people are going to sit here and say, Joe Flacco had a great season. Listen, Flacco was handed a great defense, and he went in and just did his job. Baker Mayfield had more passing touchdowns this season than Patrick Mahomes. Okay? This Buccaneers team was supposed to be horrible. They were supposed to be 5-12, 4-13. They ended up making the playoffs and winning a playoff game against a team that just went to the Super Bowl last season. Okay? He took over this team. Mike Evans had a great season. Rashad White really did not do good. He averaged like 3.8 yards a carry. Like, he had no running game. The defense was not good. They used that high draft pick on – or not really a high draft pick, but they used their first-round pick on Kalaja Canty last year. Didn't really do much, right? Like, they didn't do anything to really put this team in, you know, in a good spot to win or to succeed, which you really couldn't because they put themselves in salary cap hell from the time Tom Brady was there. And he goes in. You never hear him one complaint about the roster. Nope. You never hear him complain about being put in a bad position. I didn't hear him badmouth the Panthers, you know, after last season. He just come in, put his head down, did his job. And people just love to hate Baker Mayfield. And you've made this case a lot. You still wish he was the quarterback for the Browns. Sure. This season proved to me that Baker was not the problem. Nope. Baker was never the problem, right? And he was just a scapegoat. Baker should win this award. And to me, it's not close but they're going to give it to the guy that almost died, even though he didn't do anything on the football field this year. No, I agree. Baker Mayfield's definitely comeback player of the year because the impact that he made on his team, he literally and, – and I just can't wait for somebody to say, well, Tom Brady was 44. I don't care, okay? I don't care. It's not like Tom Brady was bad last year. Tom Brady was was 
Last year, everyone would have said Tom Brady is still better than Baker Mayfield. Right? Consensus of what they said. Baker did better with this Buccaneers team than Tom Brady did. Same exact team, literally. Uh, This team don't have Leonard Fournette. This team don't have Rob Gronkowski. Same thing. I mean, he comes in. Tate Otten has a good year as a tight end. Mike Evans goes for 15 touchdowns and has a hell of a season. I just, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I think that. Not to mention, Brian Jensen, their star center, went down. Yeah. And they lost their left tackle, uh, Donovan Smith, to the Chiefs. Yeah. So th- that's the thing about it is Baker Mayfield, hats off. You deserve a contract. If Tampa Bay doesn't pay you, they're dumb. Come back to Cleveland. I'll happily take you. You know, just, just hats off, man. Baker Mayfield, dude. He literally, the thing is, and, and me and you said it. So I, I'm going to, we keep our receipts, okay? We keep our receipts. So after – I forget the third team. You're going to have to remind me. But after the third week of the NFL season, it was the Falcons, the the Bucks, and there was one other team. It might have been the Commanders, I think. Or they, they were 2-0, 3-0, oh, oh, whatever. And it was like, who's going to make the playoffs? And I said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. Um, and, and if you don't believe me, go back and listen to our week three NFL recap and you'll hear it. Just Baker, man. The thing is, Tampa Bay allows him to play with the energy he wants to play with. And, you know, the thing is, Mike Evans dropped the ball this week. That doesn't happen – or last week, that doesn't happen. Maybe they beat the Lions, man. But but regardless, they, they competed in that game. He – he uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Adam, but I think through two weeks of the, of the playoffs, because they played in the wild card and divisional round where they, where they lost, he threw for 687 yards in two games. I mean, Baker was balling, man. He was just on a tear. So this award is Baker Mayfield's award, and when they don't give it to him, I'm going to be pissed off. Because it's, it's yeah, because you know he's not going to get it. Yes, exactly. It's BS. So the final award, the most valuable player award, the most valuable player for all of these teams, if that's what you want to call it, however you want to want to say assume it. Um, because you know, I think of you know, for example, Patrick Mahomes did not make the final five. I think me and Adam would both sit here and say if Patrick Mahomes isn't on Kansas City, they are not in the Super Bowl. They probably don't make the play. They don't make the playoffs. Ain't no probably about it. So. You know, I, I guess it really – this is, a, is who had the best season award uh, is, is what this is. So, Lamar Jackson, uh, who, who's the betting odds favorite, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Christian McCaffrey. So, two guys from the same team. And then, you know, obviously three other quarterbacks, uh, McCaffrey being the only non-quarterback to be in this discussion. If you guys haven't been listening, if you guys haven't been watching, Christian McCaffrey's been Adam's MVP since week 12, maybe 11. I don't know. It's been a while now. Um, hopefully you guys have been listening. Mine has went from who I don't even know. One week Brock, I thought Brock was going to win it, so I never really said who I thought was going to win it because I just said, well, it's just changing. Brock's going to win it, Dak's going to win it, um, and then then Brock had a bad game, and it was obviously Lamar Jackson's award to lose. But I, we know who Adam's going with. So th- this is the thing. So I thought Brock Purdy was going to win it, and I I do will say this: if he doesn't have that bad game against Baltimore, I do think. Brock Purdy would have won this award because he was just so efficient. I'm not saying he was the best. I said it before. He's not. You said it. He's not elite. I say he's not a top five quarterback. But he was. He had the most passing yards. He had the most touchdowns. He had the least interceptions. The highest whatever. So the stats backed it up. But the, I, I will say that the one guy who's been consistent all year is Christian McCaffrey, man. So Lamar is going to win this award. They're going to give Lamar Jackson the MVP award. But I'm going to agree with you because I know who you're going to pick. I I think Christian McCaffrey should win MVP. I really, I, I truthfully, if you sit there and think about it, Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. And it's not – I don't even want to just say because he's on the Niners, and I don't want to spend time dif- like knocking Brock Purdy either. Like, cause whatever, hats off, you made it to this. You made the final five, man. But Christian McCaffrey 
was the was the best player in in NFL this year. I in my in my personal opinion. Yeah, dude, they it's it's annoying how they look at the MVP because if you just just go look at the betting odds, right? I don't have them pulled up in front of me. Dalton, you might want to pull up while I'm talking, right? I guarantee in the betting odds for the offensive player of the year, Lamar Jackson is nowhere close in terms of betting odds that then Chris McCaffrey is for the offensive player of the year. Now, my thing is, how can you be the best offensive player in the, in the year, but then lose the MVP race to another offensive player? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different if, you know, he lost it to TJ Watt, right? You're like, well, you know, two, you know, the best offensive player versus the best defensive player. I can understand it. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of this thought that the MVP has to be a quarterback. Yeah, right. So, I think the, go ahead. So, so real quick, so real quick, offensive player of the year odds as of today. Christian McCaffrey minus 375, clear cut favorite. Lamar Jackson plus 5,000. CD Lamb is not close. CD Lamb is plus fifteen hundred. Hardfield's <laughs> plus two seventy five. MVP, MVP. Lamar Jackson minus ten thousand. Christian McCaffrey plus four twenty five. Dude, like, see, like that's but like that's ridiculous to me. How is Lamar in the running for offensive player of the year, but nowhere near in terms of betting odds? But then he's the clear cut. Like, it's, I think we'll say clear cut because it's it's way more clear the clear cut that he's one of the MVP when he's not the best player and like he was like. Let me calm down. He he was nowhere near the best offensive player in football this year. Not at all. You can't sit here and tell me he's more valuable to that line, to that uh, Ravens team than Chris McCaffrey is to the Niners. You just can't. I think McCaffrey had like 80-some targets this year as a receiver, and then he also ran the ball like 270 times. You know, like everything – like he's the epitome of consistency, right? He had like – he had a span of like 18 straight games, you know, going back to last year where he scored a touchdown – He's clearly the best offensive player in football. This would be his award, but we're giving it to Lamar because he, you know, the quarterback play was terrible this year, but he was the best quarterback in the league this year. Um, and I don't even know if, if some people would agree with you on that. It's like if he wins MVP, this is doing disjustice to the award itself, right? And you can't sit here and tell me that he had a, that Lamar even had a great season. This is this was an average season at best from Lamar. It's just the rest of the quarterback play was so bad. And I think if this is if there's going to be a year that a, that a quarterback's not going to win the award, it should be this year. I like I said, we haven't seen it since I think 2012 with Adrian Peterson. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. Now, with that being said, if you've listened to some to some of our shows, we've talked about it. We were going so me and Dalton made a side bet. I think week 15, 14, something like that, where if McCaffrey won MVP. Dalton had to uh, wear a jersey of my choice. If Purdy won MVP, I had to wear a jersey of his choice. And if no, if neither one of them won, then we would do a jersey giveaway for the player who wins it. And you're going to start seeing us, you know, push that a lot in, you know, social media. So follow our social media. I'll touch that at the end. But um, if Lamar does win, we will be doing a Lamar, uh, a Lamar Jackson jersey giveaway. So just, you know, stay tuned to that. But this should be Christian McCaffrey winning MVP. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Lamar's about to be the, the first MVP to throw less than 25 touchdowns in years. And Lamar threw for 24 touchdowns this year. McCaffrey had 21 total touchdowns to, <laughs> at a running back. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Lamar winning MVP as a quarterback. I don't know. I just – I just You couldn't sit here and say he wasn't even the best quarterback. Like, and this guy – the guy about the name is nowhere near in his, you know, stratosphere of, you know, in terms of being a quarterback. 
or as a football player, but Dak Prescott had a better season throwing the ball than Lamar Jackson did. By far, for sure. I mean, and you can sit here and say Josh Allen had a better season. Josh Allen's more important to that Bills team than Lamar is to the Ravens. I mean, Josh Allen accounted for 82% of their touchdowns, man. It's mind-blowing as a quarterback. So, I, I don't know. I agree. Lamar's going to win MVP. And listen, in the recap show, show I said hell of, a, hell of a season. Like, I'm not trying to discredit Lamar, and I even said that. Yeah, of course, yeah. Recap of the AFC Championship. Like, I'm not. But Lamar's the worst quarterback to win the MVP in a long time. It's just like that's the simplest way to put it. And I'm not saying that when people are like, oh, he means he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying if, if you look in the past, Aaron Rodgers has won it. He had an MVP season, 34, 37 touchdowns to four interceptions. Mahomes wins it. He throws for 5,000 yards and, and 40 touchdowns. Lamar throws for 3,000 yards and 24 touchdowns. And he's going to win the MVP award because the other quarterbacks this year were also that bad. I mean, hell, Baker Mayfield had a better season throwing the football than Lamar Jackson did. So, so Lamar was 15th in passing yards this season and 11th in passing touchdowns. Yeah. So you can't sit here and tell me he's a better quarterback or he's, a, he's, you know, he's the best quarterback, the most deserving because, you know, he's nowhere near the top of the, of the charts. And when you talk about rushing quarterbacks, yeah, he had a good year rushing the ball, but Jalen Hurts, I think, had 15 rushing touchdowns. Uh, Josh Allen had a ton. Let me see. I'm actually pulling up. Josh Allen had 15, and Christian uh, or and Jalen Hurts had uh, 15 as well, rushing touchdowns. And I just scrolling through here, Lamar's 24th in rushing touchdowns. So it's like, where are like, where is this narrative? It's like because he was a quarterback for a team that was, I think they went 13 and four, bro. That's no excuse for him to win MVP. It's disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Yeah, no, I. I'm- that's the thing. I agree completely, man, because it's just – I don't know. Like I said, they just it, – it's a down year for quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks didn't have a good season. And and the, the problem is the MVP award goes to a quarterback. And the NFL is saying, well, the Ravens had the best record in football. They beat the other best team on the other side in the 49ers. Let's, because literally, I'm not even kidding. Go back and look. When the Ravens beat the Niners, Brock Purdy was the betting, the betting odds favorite to win the MVP award, literally. He had a bad game, and the Ravens won. Who's the Ravens quarterback? Lamar Jackson. Who became the betting odds favorite? Lamar Jackson. Like what? So you dude, he completely skipped over McCaffrey because <laughs> McCaffrey about, was number three. It's, yeah. yeah, you forget about the guy that's in the middle. So I don't know, man. I just oh well. I I don't want to rant too much more on about it because I don't I don't uh, get a vote in it. But but if I did, Christian McCaffrey, you'd have my vote. Hell of a season, man. It's hell of a season for a running back for sure. <laughs> but. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the the rant. And again, we don't want you guys to think that we, you know, that we think Lamar's terrible. Because listen, Lamar's first MVP season was terrific. Dude was fantastic that year. This season does not touch that one at all. Like it's not even close to how good of the season that was for Lamar. But stay tuned for more content. We're gonna have more uh, Super Bowl coverage. We're gonna have a mock drafts coming. We're gonna have NBA content coming. We're slowly. Uh, creeping up on the trade deadline in the NBA. So get ready for a ton of NBA shows as well. You can follow me on everything, Really J4. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. Go find our Facebook page, The Cheap Seats. Go find our TikTok page, The Cheap Seats. Podcast. Also, stay tuned to learn about our jersey giveaway and how you can qualify and actually win the, uh, the jersey giveaway if Lamar Jackson does win MVP. With that being said, we're out. <laughs>